This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Morning Drive with Chris Need is in for Jamie this morning. And Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. For that, it's presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it is soupy outside. Soupy may, de- may even be a, a nice word. If you do not have the first flight out of Lubbock today, good luck. Oof. Good luck, because there's nothing, there's nothing landing this morning. I, I didn't even see my usual FedEx plane landing this morning that I usually see on my way to work. The fog deal is, it's they can take off on it; they just can't yeah, land it. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. If you're, if you're, if you're the first one out this morning, yeah, you're good. Yeah. If you, if you've got there the was se- a plane here for you. Yeah, yeah, there was one here there for you. There will be one if you have the second plane yeah. that hasn't landed. If you've got the 805 to Dallas for your uh, uh, noon yeah. lunch, yeah, sorry about this you. This is the news Ain't going to happen. It's so soupy. We're directly across the street from the Civic Center. I could not see the Civic Center when I pulled into the compound this morning. Yeah. I could not see it at the stop sign right there as you, as you, uh, at Mac, Dave, Mac Davis and uh, Avenue O. Did you uh, did you do your Indy five hundred down? No, I, I've I've stopped that. I've I've stopped using that exit. Uh, I've I used the Q exit, and I've got Why another. Why did you stop? Uh, it, because it was taking too long. Um, I I I used the That's Q the exit. Way I came today. I used the Q exit, turn right, and then right before the the hotel, uh, the cheap hotel, in between the nice hotel and the cheap hotel. Uh, there's a little entryway, little side street there, a little hidden side street there, and I used that. And you can go, and then turn right, and then you're into the compound. It may or may not also have been the number of times that Jamie and I were asking the Lubbock Sheriff's Office and the Lubbock Mm-mm. Police Department to meet him on the uh, no, raceway over here. Because I, I talked to uh, I talked to at uh, the Lubbock Chamber Barbecue, the uh, one of the number twos, not the not the not the guy that's in jail, okay, but <laughs> but but one of the number twos who's who's a solid citizen and is a assistant chief of police, associate chief of police is like high on the food chain. Okay. And, um, he told me he does the same thing. Use that expressway there by buddy Holly Hall as a, he has lights and sirens. You know, you exactly. do not. Well, anyway, <laughs> and authority. Uh, so anyway, so if you, if you're planning on getting out of town this morning, it's, you know, who didn't have lights and sirens. Who's that? Our police escort at Georgia this week. Oh my God. What a travesty. <laughs> what a, have you ever what seen a, the streets in Georgia? Athens, it's like it's like having a football no. game in level end, dude. All I've seen are the, the between the hedges. Um, so at any rate, so if you have a, a joy or concern, something great that happened to you over the weekend or disastrous, um, you want to share that with us and lean on our shoulders this morning, you certainly, certainly mm-hmm. can. Uh, a couple things about the football game from Saturday. Mm-hmm. How about this for Taj Brooks? I mean, I, this is, a, I think, a stunning, a stunning stat for him. Taj Brooks in the ball game had 33 carries, yeah. okay? He had 133 yards in rushing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what his net was? What was it? 133. Wow. So that means he touched the ball 33 times and was not stopped at all behind the line of scrimmage. 33. There are no... 
Yardage. No, no. Okay. I was actually trying to replay it in my head. No yardage loss. Yeah. No yardage loss for him. I know he had. I, I know he had a, a draw. Uh, when we got no yards. Okay, but I'm. I mean, I'm not poo pooing it. I think it's a great I, stat. Yeah, yeah. So it's just. I'm just saying. I mean, he he had the one touchdown. Uh, Baron Morton uh, was uh, was sacked a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, but all all totaled. Uh, the Red Raiders, 44 rushes, 136 yards. Morton was 19-25, had one interception, threw for 176 yards. But just just kind of looking at some of my notes uh, in, the, in the game. So for, for, uh, for Taj, he went over 100 yards with 219 to go in the second quarter mm-hmm. on 20 carries. Uh, the Red Raiders obviously came out after getting KU to go three and out because Tech won the toss. Uh, seven plays, 50 yards. And uh, go and up go up seven nothing, and we saw the value of of your punter because KU's punter was constantly punting into the wind. Mm-hmm. It's always a south wind up there, um, and it's and it's always a, at this time of year it can be blustery, and so it must have been because that first punt uh, for Kansas went twenty four yards, and Red Raiders got the ball at the fifty yard line, and and then they forced another punt. Tech did another three and out, and and again a poor punt, thirty yards. Red Raiders take over on their own forty-four. Uh, you have a holding call that brings back a Taj Brooks touchdown. Yeah, but then you get a thirty-two-yard field goal for Gino Garcia, and you go up, yeah. you go up ten nothing there at the three twenty-four mark of the first quarter. You did convert on a fourth and one there. Yeah, and then and then that then then this is what's critical. The next. The next series for Kansas is when their quarterback, Jason Bean, is injured with 42 seconds to go in the first quarter. And it turns out his coach yesterday said it was a head injury. We, I think we, we all thought, thought it was a lower leg or knee. They were checking on his knee. But it t- I wonder if they were doing some hijinks out there. Well, I don't, I don't know because it looked like it, but, but he... He came back in. I wonder if he got hit again. I, I don't know, but he, he, he wasn't out long, but... They had a they had a fourth and three that failed for them, and so Tech gets the ball at their own thirty three, and this is where Morton throws the interception, throws it into into triple coverage, um, and then Bean then goes back he goes back out, and then he goes to the locker room, and Ballard comes back in at quarterback. Is that the one where we, at the end zone? Yeah, and so the, so so in this particular case, so after the yeah the the. It was right there at the KU one yard line where yeah, the, the interception. You know what was. the frustrating thing about that? He threw it into into triple coverage Tri- right there. If you look right in the middle of the end zone, just you standing there by himself. Is it Miles Price? Miles Price. Yeah, standing there with nobody standing around him. Yeah, and I was like, why are we trying to make that play? But you know, it. it but this is this is the first of the three just outstanding uh, inside the ten yard line defensive stands that you had because you had they had the ball inside the six three times in the game. KU did and came away with six points. Mm-hmm. So your defense was just just outstanding. Yeah. But this this is the first fourth and goal at the one, and you stop them, and then um, just they they went eighteen plays, ninety three yards, eight minutes and forty three seconds, and it's still ten nothing at that point. Yeah, I was uh, I was impressed by uh, Tim Drew's defense this weekend. No, no question. I mean they 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 gave up one big play to uh, to uh, was it to Neil. But it goes seventy yards for a touchdown. I mean that play. Yeah, sixty yards was the touchdown. 60 yards? Yeah. Okay. What? Regardless, one big play in the game, and it was unfortunate that that it happened when it did because it brought them right back into the game. Yeah, got them. But you know, um, you know, when 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 
tech punted uh, Austin McNamara. There's a a drive that that ends at your own twenty, starts at your own twenty six, mm-hmm. but uh, the drive stalls and he punts it forty seven yards into the win. Yeah, that was uh, and they, that they was had bad field position all that was an all game long. kick all game long because because of what your defense is doing and because of of Austin McNamara and then and then decisions like um, for Texas Tech in the uh, in the second half in the third quarter your sixth drive you start at your own forty two but you have a fourth and two and you punt it and uh, and KU uh, then right after that. You have the interception by Adrian Taylor Demerson that leads to um, the field goal by Gino Garcia from 31 yards out to put you up 13 nothing. So I thought good use of punting in the ball game um, by by Texas Tech. And it's funny because I was going to bring this up to Jamie today because last year about this time, and Jamie talked about this quite a bit in the offseason, and we talked about this some at this point in time of the season. He said – they started kind of changing up some of their philosophy in November in terms of going forward on fourth down. They did it less. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that came back to them or if they just looked at the conditions and said, hey, we're doing a really good job defensively. Let's pin them back. I think that is a, the weather, the you're, the way your defense was playing, it, uh, it lent itself to playing more of a field position game. And you were able to keep them bottled up and pin deep. Yeah. Force, force the... Force the freshman and take him the length of the field. Yep. No, no question. And then your guys uh, did what they needed to do. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thoughts, comments, Gates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank for that. Visual Edge IT hotline is open to 806-771-0973. Chris needs in for Jamie this morning. Jeff and I are here. As you, let me give you a couple of tidbits from the Cowboy game yesterday. Mm. One, C.D. Lamb, uh, it was his third straight game with 10 or more receptions and 150 or more receiving yards. That is the longest streak in the history of the National Football League. Yeah, it came right after he started complaining about not getting the ball. Well, I mean. <laughs> Maybe they should give him the ball more. He's he's living up to number yeah, 88. I agree. You know, he's living up to number 88. And then how about this for the Cowboys? Cowboys outgained the Giants by 525 yards yesterday. It's the largest differential since 1962. I just, I mean, Brian Dayball's team is that team is they're going backwards and it, well, they, it, they it have shows a third the value. Yeah, it, it, sh- it magnifies the value of a quality starting quarterback in yeah. the National Football League. The differential then uh, in 1962 uh, was 574 yards, but yeah. it's. But it's the largest since then. I mean, think about it. JFK was still the president the last time that happened. Yeah, I mean they're 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 they are bringing a pea shooter to a tank fight well, every week, yeah, and it's it, it's just I I kind of feel bad for that team, sorta. No, I really don't feel Not bad. Really. I no, really no. don't no, because no. you know it's the National Football League. No one's crying for you. Yeah, um, injuries happen. Yeah, you know, go ask, go ask anybody how, you know, ask the Minnesota Vikings how they feel about losing their starting quarterback. Although they 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 traded and made a great pickup, and Josh Dobbs is, they've won five straight. They've won five straight. How about Josh Dobbs, man? Yeah, that guy, quietly, pretty good quarterback in the league this year. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so going back to uh, going back to the Tech game <clears throat> from Saturday, mm-hmm. and and we've already talked about this a, lo- a little bit, but just just kind of playing the what if game just just for a moment. So, and and Chris brought it up first, and it, it I mean it was brought up on the broadcast, but second and goal at the Texas Tech seven. Um, there's a there's a rush for four yards to the middle to the Texas Tech three. So now there's 35 seconds left, and Joey McGuire calls timeout. Mm-hmm. And basically, I mean, you want to have some time left on the clock in case they score so that you could see if you could do something, right? Exactly. Just see, if, see if you could do something. I, want, I wonder if KU overthought it because you've got Devin Neal, and he's your stud running back. And even though he hadn't done a whole lot, he had that 60-yard run. I mean, he's, he's their guy. He's their guy who, in that game, surpassed John Riggins and and Gail Sayers yeah. on the rushing list. I mean, those are two pretty heady names for that program, mm-hmm. even though they're from a million years ago. And they they elect to throw, they elect to do a, a shotgun to Neal, yeah. and then he throws a, an incomplete pass in the end zone. I saw the direct snap. I thought, okay, they're just going to go off tackle right up the middle with him, and or cut to the to the left side because where had they had success all day running to the left side of their offensive line which had had produced more yards and given up no sacks all year and they run to the short side the weak side and they have their running back throwing a a halfback option pass right i was like thank you uh, yeah. kansas well and the other thing too what do we know about throwing when you get inside the five-yard line. I mean, it's just... You the, run out of real estate. You, I mean, you yeah. do. You, and, and unless you've got somebody that can really throw a fade or really throw a bullet or you got a big tight end or something like that, and th- there was a mismatch at the, at the, at the end of the end zone. You at the back of the end zone. your playbook when you, when you start doing things. When you get inside the 20, you compress your playbook because of the number of things that, that, uh, that you can do because the defense is now compressed. And they and you know the the end line becomes their mm-hmm. their twelfth defender. Yeah, I'm, I I didn't talk to either one of my buddies after the game who were at the game. I, I wonder if they were saying to themselves, "Hey, run the damn ball." I mean, you got it's a familiar refrain. <laughs> you got Devin Neal. I mean, who and, rushed for a hundred and thirty-seven yards on the ball game? He too did not have any loss r- rushes for loss. Yeah, but he, he ran also, it nineteen times for a hundred. But you take away the sixty. And so it's it's 18 times for 97. It's not yeah. as impressive. Uh, it's pretty impressive. I know, but <laughs> I mean, he, almost, he almost dropped the C note on you still. He if, you had, if he had run 18 for 101, would you be okay? Because <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not going to split hairs over three yards. Okay. Or, or four yards. But, I mean, the reality is he had a decent day. They had an opportunity to. They did not put the ball in his hands. Well, they did. They just used it the wrong way. They used it the wrong way, right? They just they. And so that so that so now so now you don't have to use your second timeout. No. You know, and so now you have, uh, you know, an incomplete pass, and now they've got to kick the field goal and look at that angle and all those kinds of things. Man, it that there's it's no it's no it's no gimmick. This is where. Field goal kicking in college football, really. The NFL... Because the hash marks the hash, Yeah, you've got another another uh, four yards out there on the hash mark, the three yards on the hash marks. And it's it's significant. It's wider. When you, yeah. when you get down there and you're, you're snapping from the from the three or four... I think it was the right hash, too, yeah. that he kicked it from. It, it's, that's, a, <clears throat> that's a tough angle. You see kickers 
you know, literally turning their bodies to kick that way. And that's you're you're um, you're compressing the the uh, the area they've got to kick it through. Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then you know, of course, the Red Raiders then they go on their drive, and you know, did you th- okay at that point in time? So the game's tied. There's 26 seconds left. Did you think we were going to see a kneel down and go to go to overtime? No, I thought we would try to throw the ball, mm-hmm. and if you could get positive yards, you had those two timeouts in your pocket. You could use the middle of the field. I thought we were going to try to get the ball to a point we could throw it to the end zone. That was what I thought. Okay. When they made the second throw, and we got beyond the beyond the uh, up to the midfield area, I thought, okay, you've got yourself in a position where you can throw it, but you called the timeout. You set up a play, you get the good look. Jaron Bradley finally makes a great play, and um, now you're like, "Why well, call it at seven seconds?" That's yeah. my question. You know, uh, I call the timeout at seven seconds. I'd call it at three. Well, anyway, the bottom I mean, line is you trot out Gino Garcia, who's kicked a 55 yarder, and even though he missed one in that ball game, I, I think that wind is, is was a factor, yeah. right? He hits it, and uh, you win the ball game, 16 to 13. The only the, the 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 worst thing about the end of the game was I don't and I don't know the severity and maybe we'll learn some of that today with uh, Coach McGuire but Joseph Adateray was hurt on that last play with his shoulder when he took down the quarterback Ballard oh and he he went off holding his shoulder at the end of the game I did not see that your daily dose of sports and fun this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction I feel like we're at a smorgasbord today that has you know, like the best brisket, turkey, ham, pepperoni pizza, um, you, you, I mean, you name it. Every every little slice of the smorgasbord table is something just that's absolutely unbelievable. Don't and you, overindulge. And you don't and you just and you just want don't something of everything. Indulge. Well, my point is is that we've got so much to talk about today. Uh, this from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. Half court guy said he what he said was she asked if are you ready? He said, I'm born ready. Then he immediately dribbles the ball off his foot. Mm. <laughs> and he was high off the glass. Oh. <clears throat> so, yes. Wow. Bad that's, high that's for hard. him. Yeah. Bad high for him. High school. I mean, let the guy celebrate, man. He's got to let him be high in life. Well, he was, and he missed the shot. Uh, high school fan zone tonight. Coaches from Coronado and Estacado. Estacado was uh, a winner uh, over El Paso Bowie uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend. So, they'll uh, they'll move on. Um, we learned on uh, we learned on Friday, and I I guess I learned on Friday because this was really this was on me that Pecos is in Texas. <clears throat> Wait a second, you didn't know that? I didn't, or I just thought it was in New Mexico. What? I it was just, it was my fault. It was I owned it. Did you, did you have one of your? We should be playing these games <laughs> no, in I Texas didn't, game. I didn't. I didn't and I you just, said why just, are we no, playing this no, game no, no, in Pecos? No, no, no. I just said. I just said over in over in Pecos, uh, Estacado won over Bowie forty five to three. How about this for friendship? They beat and this is a high school football score. They beat Eastwood uh, down in El Paso, the Troopers. Yeah. They beat them eighty seven to fifty eight. That's the arch rival of my high school. Okay, and this was at uh, it was at Troopers Stadium. Uh, yeah, Eastwood Trooper Stadium. Okay, Eastwood Trooper Stadium. That's okay. which is so. I you know, I'm, I want to you know self-reporting my high school mm-hmm. went to the playoffs went down to El Paso Hanks and got boat raced by Abilene High like okay. eighty four to fourteen it was embarrassing I was absolutely okay 
horrified. Well, that's that's too bad. Uh, that is oh. that is too bad. So that so El Paso so uh, Estacado advances and uh, and friendship advances. And again, it it doesn't matter. They advance eighty seven to fifty eight. I know your defense gave up fifty eight points, but your offense scored. No, 80, we should be concerned with style points, Chuck. <clears throat> and I was really, I thought it was crazy on the Double T nine seven three Coors Light post game show. I was I did my final mow of the year, final edge and mow of the year on Saturday after the Tech KU game. Cool. Got myself so we're, we're I'm good to go now, and we're uh, we're we're. Uh, Is your lawn totally dormant now? I think so. I think so. I, I I mowed it pretty short, so yeah, same. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that was the Hit that the final week. mow of the year last Sunday. Yeah. So I did, I just didn't have time to do it last week, but anyway, there we go. Um, Seven eighteen this morning on the morning drive. We'll have uh, Lady Raider basketball tonight to take on you Lamar. Were say, you were saying something. You said uh, on the on the chat line. You said something. You started your thought, and then you talked about your mow. I said the half court guy said I, he, we were talking about that. No, you said something else, and then you said I did my final mow and edge of the year. Okay, I mean, you totally tangent it off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, that happens on this show. I'm aware. Uh, there is a Pecos. There is one in New Mexico. I did not know that. Well, they didn't play there. But they didn't play there. They played. They played at the Texas Pecos. Played at the Texas Pecos. A spectacular weekend for uh, Red Raider sports, soccer, women's basketball, football, and men's basketball, all winning. We've not. Talked any about uh, and volleyball too? Uh, they beat West Virginia. We haven't talked about this, the the uh, the soccer yet, but man, that's uh, that's outstanding. They they get a win and they they get to move on, and they'll play Princeton in yeah, second a, round action. We got a big win over Michigan, you, which was interesting because I have, I assumed that all the higher seeds played at home, but it looked as if Princeton went on the road. Is that correct? Somebody, if Tom's down, Tom, if you're listening, did that happen like that? I was just looking at the bracket. They had Princeton was on the top. They played Michigan, right? Yeah, and and Michigan was on the bottom. I thought the home team was usually on the bottom. I I don't know the answer to that. So anyway, so that that was uh, that's really that's really cool mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, Red Raiders soccer team as yeah. uh, they won it uh, one nil. So uh, now uh, the Red Raiders will play host to. Alabama, North Carolina, and Princeton. Alabama will face North Carolina at 2.30 on Friday. Tech and Princeton will play at 6 on Friday. And then the two winners will meet on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So that's interesting because um, the first round was played almost like, you know, it's home sites, almost like a super regional. And then the second round is played almost like a regional, you know, with the four teams coming to, with the three teams coming to town. Uh, all session pe- uh, ticket packages are available at the tech ticket office. $15 for adults and $8 for youth 2 through 17. So the all session can, includes a, a game ticket for both games on Friday as well as the third round matchup on Sunday. And there were like 1,500 people there Friday night. Well, that's capacity. Get it there. Um, and Friday weather's supposed to be pretty good, right? I have not looked Highs ahead. Highs in the 70s, I think. have not looked ahead to the... I'm going to look right now. Uh, let's High of 64. 64. That's Thursday, 71. Friday, 64 and cloudy. Saturday. Mine, says, mine says 67, but okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's your Android, but okay. Siri told me 64, and I believe her. Okay. Uh, so we'll have uh, we'll have that, and then uh, this, the uh, Texas Tech football game, the final game of the year against... Uh, home game of the year will be against Central Florida on uh, Saturday at 4, our Optimum Game Day Live coverage begins at 7. Are you more worried about 
Central Florida? No, or? no, no. Okay, I'm not. I'm. Not. Or, I, or I think Texas. what you saw Saturday mm-hmm. was absolute hangover. Yeah, you saw a convergence of two things, three <laughs> things actually. Central Florida starting to, you know, they got to come in after the big emotional win. Mm-hmm. OU was patting themselves on the back. OSU. Oh, sorry. Yeah, OSU patting themselves on the back after after the biggest emotional win of their season. Mm-hmm. And Alan Bowman turned into Alan Bowman. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian says this, in soccer, it's reversed. Home team is listed first. How about that? Okay, okay. thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, See, you're learning stuff all the time on this show. Uh, you do. I mean, people people will educate you. Yeah, they'll humble you and educate you all in the same all in the same day. Uh, okay. Wait so, a second. Wait a second. What, Jeff? I I don't know because at the if you compare it to the tech one, tech is listed second. Upon further I'm, review, he may be light. I, I'm I just know. looking at the current bracket because I'm trying to figure this out too. Yeah. So a uh, big to recap for this Big thing. Twelve play this weekend. Uh, UCF, your next opponent was. Uh, a big winner uh, over Oklahoma State. I mean, they throttled them. Just absolutely throttled them. Yeah. Uh, and thanks, thanks, OSU. 45-3 to three, uh, was the final. And then uh, West Virginia got throttled by Oklahoma, 59-20. to 20. K-State also a winner over Baylor, 59-25. to 25. Maybe, I, I think this was a little bit of a surprise. Cincinnati winning at Houston, 24-14. to 14. Yeah. I think that was a little bit of a surprise. Do you think Dana Holgerson's done there? I don't think they're going to re-extend him anytime soon. Do you think they're going to replace him anytime soon? Well, is he the coach for a job? Is he the coach? <laughs> is he the coach next year? Yeah, I don't think Jimbo Fisher's going to Houston. He might Why go not. To, he might go to Houston. <laughs> he, can, he can work for free. He might go to Houston, but he's he's <laughs> might go to Houston for a steak dinner, but he's not uh, going to Houston to coach the Cougars. Uh, and then Iowa State just blew out BYU to get bowl eligible, forty-five to thirteen. So. Hey, let me ask you this, because Dickens floated this the other day mm-hmm. on Tech Talk. Yeah. Was this Joey McGuire's biggest win of his uh, Texas Tech career? Uh, so a road win against a ranked opponent, it could be. I mean, it may not sound very sexy to to Tech fans, and it was pretty ugly getting there, but which is, for me, I, I'm going to answer your question. Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, but for me... I'm I'm having a hard time. I mean, didn't we just beat a ranked team on the road? <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm curious. Is Kansas allowed to be ranked? I mean, still, it's Kansas, and I know I know we're t- now we're 23 and two all time against them. I know everyone thinks uh, you, we'd all circle this as a win before free space on bingo. Yeah, yeah, Not but in- uh, but I mean, this team was ranked, and last time I checked, they beat OU two weeks ago, and. Mm-hmm. Princeton what? played at home, by the way. Okay, thank you. And beat and and beat Iowa State on the road. Yeah, well, that, that so, was their first win over a ranked team since like 2008. So I mean, I'm having a hard time. Why all the vitriol over this win? Mm-hmm. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Jamie out today. Chris needs in for him. So your question for Jeff and I, sir. Uh, here we are just past the midway season of the National Football League. Okay. Um, I, I guess I ask this a couple of different ways. Um, what team 
I'll just ask it like this. What team is, has exceeded your expectations? Mm. What team has met your expectations? What team has underachieved in your expectations? Okay. While he looks, Detroit mm-hmm. way exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't expecting them to be, like, garbage. Don't get me wrong. But was not expecting this kind of start from the Lions. Yeah. You never but, expect this kind of start no. from the Lions. And certainly the way they won yesterday, too. This is like the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects the Lions to be this good, mm. ever. Like, I keep looking for Barry Sanders coming out of the backfield for how good they've been this what, year. What, two-headed monster, uh, Montgomery and Gibbs. Yeah. Wow. Uh, meeting expectations so far. I mean, this sounds a little silly for what I've said in the past, but Cowboys are about where I thought they'd be. Second place in the Mm -hmm. NFC East. They're Mm -hmm. destroying bad teams and not playing well against good teams Mm -hmm. with a couple of head scratching games throughout the season. That's kind of what I figured they would be as for not meeting expectations. I thought San Francisco would be playing better than they have been great. I know they got, I know they got the win on Sunday, uh, but you'd figure they would have had the zero next to their name the way they had been playing up until the last few weeks. Okay. Um, I'll say for me, um, I mean, so far the Chiefs have met expectations. I know they're seven and two, but um, they, I mean, they're they're doing this with uh, a revamped line, revamped receivers, same quarterback. Uh, defense is playing much better. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win the AFC again, but they're going to win the AFC West. They lead the Vegas Raiders by two games. Um, wish they had beaten the Broncos the second game, but hey, even a blind squirrel. Uh, I think you could you could say the same thing about the Eagles uh, of meeting expectations because they're eight and one. They may be the best team uh, in uh, in the NFL right now. They're the best team in the NFC. I don't think there's any question about that. I do agree with Jeff on exceeding expectations with regard to Detroit um, and and not meeting expectations. I mean, for as, for as much as they were ballyhooed, and I realized that, you know, Aaron Rodgers going out, um, but that's that's one aspect. But then how about the New England Patriots? They're two and eight. They're two and eight. They got, they got deeper problems than who the starting quarterback is. Yeah. Because I don't even think Tom Brady fix, fixes that. All right, how about you? Um, for exceeding expectations right now, um, and this, my answer would have been different before yesterday's game. I'm going to go the Houston Texans. Oh, okay. That's I mean, good. that's a good, that's a good. All one. of a sudden, CJ Stroud mm-hmm. is is doing everything that they thought Mac Jones would be doing, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, or, or sorry, even Bryce Young. Um, meeting expectations, uh, probably would say, um, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I I I thought they would be a. Uh, at that uh, in that division, leading that division, uh, m- not meeting expectations, underachieving, the, the Bengals, woof. Yeah, they uh, lost I yesterday mean, too. Yeah, I mean they are finding new and exciting ways to lose games. They're and they're it, five and four, and this is a team that they thought could contend for the AFC. They are in last place in the uh, in the AFC North, mm-hmm. and dude, they may not make the playoffs. Yeah, you could probably go. All three exceeding, underachieving, and meeting out of the AFC North, and you would have a tie probably with the Steelers and the in the Browns. I mean, the Browns. I mean, Deshaun Watson. He gutted it out yesterday. Yeah, love him or hate him, for what he does off the field. But 
starting to play like the guy that they gave all that money to. Yeah. 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 Uh, 7.36 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double com for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too at 806-771-0973. Quick follow-up on that. If you're the, if you're the, the uh, Carolina Panthers, hindsight being 2020, you rather go back and take C.J. Stroud now, looking at what he's doing down there in Houston? I mean, I know the situations are different. And if you flip the two guys and you put C.J. Stroud in Carolina and Bryce Young in Houston, is Bryce Young the one? Because I think I think C.J. Stroud's got a little bit better offensive line because Bryce Young's, man, he's got, he's got no weapons around him. Mm-hmm. That team is just, ugh. Woof. Chuba Hubbard. Well, and, Miles and, Sanders. And, and Frank Reich, he may lose his gig after one year. Yeah. Hey. But apparently, you know, the owner likes to sit in on meetings and things like that. Oh, and he just <laughs> he just left one bad owner to another bad owner? Yeah. I mean, Frank Reich, the shine left him when Andrew Luck retired. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge. You know, I mean, maybe finding out it's not so much the scheme as it is the players you got. Meanwhile, how about uh, how about Dak yesterday and the Cowboys? I mean, I know they're playing, I know they're playing the Giants, and I know that they were expected to win. But still, I mean, that it, it didn't start off swimmingly well for them. It's the first series they went for it on fourth and one and uh, failed and failed yeah. to score. I mean, they well, had just, just had the it points, inside man. the five. Just take the points. Well, I mean, they, they, I'm sure they probably wanted to establish something there. And, establish a lead. Three nothing's a lead. <laughs> I mean, some of these. I mean, oh, okay. I said I wasn't going to yell. Why are you waving me off? You need to respect my fastball. No. Okay. Fastball. I mean, they got <laughs> it down to. There was a fourth and goal at the New York just, two. Tony just, Pollard went up the middle for a yard. Just, just take the, just take the three points, man. I mean, it's a give me three points, man. I mean, the Cowboys just beat them. Just. Beat him, beat him, beat him. I mean, I mean, and I don't want, I'm, I don't want to be Monday morning quarterbacks over here. I mean, and it's not like, I guess you're, you're just saying to yourself, this is Giants. I mean, they got, they got Danny DeVito over there playing quarterback. I know he's still living at home. It's Tommy DeVito. I, I, I'm aware. (laughs) I said that on purpose. Okay. And you know, and and, yeah, uh, mommy and daddy are sitting in the stands over there questioning the play calls, which is awesome. And meanwhile, she's making his bed and yeah, tucking him in at night. I, well, there's some would, cool things I would like you to hear about my family. The fact that my mom's making me dinner and making my bed every day. In one thing I want to get out there. You just lost cool points all over the world. You don't have to tell us that. I mean, yeah, it I mean, can happen. You don't have to let us. We're all guilty of oversharing, but that's probably something you probably could have just kept to yourself. That is, uh, I mean, that is, that's probably the least cool thing you could probably <laughs> tell the world right there. That your mom's still making your bed. Uh, Dak, 26 to 35, 404 yards, four touchdowns, did have a pick. But then, man, how about the receiving? Brandon Cooks, 9 for 173, touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, 11 for 151, touchdown. Third straight game, 10 or more. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Chris Need and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today. Have the Cowboy Hour at 6, Broncos and the Bills, Monday Night Football tonight at 7. I think that's what I was trying to get to when I distracted myself about 15, 20 minutes, hour ago. I was just telling you who the Monday night game was tonight. 
Hmm. I think I was trying to get to that. Uh, we do have a little, what's happening on the Cowboy Hour tonight? It's a Victory Monday. Four. Okay. Why well, do you think I say that a lot? Is that why you, you're counting today? Do you think that I say that quite a bit? The Victory Monday. Five. <laughs> It's a double victory Monday because Six. because you have Texas Tech and you have uh, the Cowboys. And then, you know, of course, Red Raider basketball, too, from yesterday. That makes it a victory Monday as Seven. well. And then soccer and West Virginia's loss to the Red Raider volleyball team and the Lady Raider win on Friday night. There's more victory Mondays. Eight. Victory Monday. Nine, victory Monday. Ten. There you go. Uh, we have a little breaking news for you. Breaking news from uh, Mississippi State land, Starkville. Stark Vegas. Mississippi State has fired head football coach Zach Arnett. Mm. He didn't even make it a year. Mm-mm. He was named the head football coach December 15th following the death of then head coach Mike Leach. In fact, he was named the interim coach when we barely found out that Coach Leach had suffered a heart attack. I mean, yeah. it was like, I mean, literally, I mean, it was within hours. I mean, they knew... They knew what, what we all know now, that the uh, heart attack and what took place was not going to be survivable for Coach Leach. But, um, I mean, they went 5-6, and six, including 4-6 and six this year. They won their bowl game. But, I don't know, it seems like a pretty quick trigger on that. Maybe it was a, too quick a trigger to, to name him the head coach in the first place. You know, I officially have no comment. Okay, may have been, may have been, uh, may have been too quick a trigger to to name him in the first place. Um, Zach Selman is the director of athletics. Of course, he says this. I have the utmost respect for Zach Arnett and incredibly appreciative of the effort he put in leading our football program. However, the progress and unfield results have not been the standard required for Mississippi State to achieve the level of success we need and expect. Dude, I don't know what you're looking at, but I, I don't know that you've had that much success there. Okay. You had some, but not that much, even with Mike Leach. Uh, meanwhile, Texas A&M looking for a football coach as uh, they fired Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> God, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Giving him, and I don't know if he'll get the full 75 because there may be a settlement that might take place there or something along those lines, but um, it'll be interesting to see who gets that job. Uh, the rumor is um, the rumor mill includes uh, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, Dan Lanning and Mike Elko, although there are some that would say those are just names being floated by their agents to get them either more money or just some uh, publicity. So we'll we'll see. Not that Lane Kiffin needs any publicity, but, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, this, have you all talked about the A&M job? Ag- Aggies are convinced Jesus could return, would return to coach the team. It's that great of a job. I don't know. I think if Jesus came back, he'd probably say, man, I, I got a lot I got a lot of bigger fish to fry than, than Texas A&M football. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, geez. I don't know. Maybe want to fix that world hunger problem. Yeah. You know, that, go. that that peace in the Middle man, East. We got, we got a peace lot. in Europe. I don't know, man. I got a full, I got a full boat here. I, yeah. I can't take I'll, on. I'll get I to that take, A&M job here real take, soon. Hold I can't on. take on you guys. Let me get my whiteboard out here. No, I'm sorry. Of course, of course. Then ten Aggies get together and decide. Well, we'll write a check. <laughs> then they'll go. Then, then, then they'll go. And Jesus, guy, man, he's just not working out. 
takes that buy out. <laughs> oh man, oh, well, that's an unbelievable. That is, we're you and I are both going to go to the Aggie place. football. Is proof that money doesn't buy happiness. I think it's funny for them. What a nasty payout to be hanging over them. They've got it figured out. And then, hey, twelfth man, twelfth man's going to take care of that man. Twelfth man, twelfth man, take care of that. Do you think it was? Oh, I'm. Albert I says that's I the smartest thing have you no said comment. all morning. Albert says that's the smartest thing you said all morning, Chuck. What about the Michigan interim blubbering foul words? And yeah, I thought that was terrible. I thought that was terrible. It's a terrible look for Michigan. Terrible look for him. I mean, just answer the question and get out of there. Hey, we're happy about the win. We're excited about what took place. I mean, if you want to get emotional about Jim Harbaugh, you can. You can do that without using the words that he used on national television. It's just terrible, terrible look for him. Was I think it's a, terrible. Was that in the live interview after yeah. the game? Yeah. Would it have been better on local television? No, it's better on better for him just to say. Well, no, you just made a point to the you know, on national television. No, yeah, even local television, even right. if it was on the radio broadcast, even if it was on the lowest just, rated AM radio station stick in the history of the world that only got only five people listening to it. It's 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 terrible. It's a bad look. Mm. Um. Yeah, I thought that that was. And I think the whole Harbaugh. I mean, I realize there's some people that are that are uh, outraged that are going to be Michigan fans that are going to just you know have their have their blue in their eyes and can't you know wipe that out. But I, I to me, to me, what Harbaugh and Michigan have done is um, it, it's it's a it's a bad look. I think they took it to it. I took, think they took it past the level I, of what no, I, most teams take. No, it. no, no, Chuck. No, you're wrong. Yeah. you are absolutely wrong. I know you want to. I know you want to go flat bases on this. You are wrong. Everybody in the world is doing this. Doesn't and, make and, it right, Chris. Okay. It doesn't make it right because I think Michigan went above and beyond what the other schools are doing. I disagree with you. Okay. I I wholeheartedly, Chuck. I respect you. I love you, man. I disagree with you. Um, if you if you think that this is a I disagree with you, Chuck. Okay. I really, really disagree with you. Okay. Well, I, I'd be curious as to how many people disagree with me on the Harbaugh thing. Uh, overreaction. The only thing I will say about the Harbaugh thing is I don't think. Which Harbaugh thing? You've said a couple of Harbaugh things. I don't think that the Big Ten should have suspended him without at least some kind of a hearing. Okay. I don't think I, that. that that's, that's a bad look for them. I think that that was. I think it was. A bad look for them to do it when they knew he was on an airplane flying to the game. Yeah, they should have done it before he got on the plane. Yeah, they should have met him there, and they knew they could have. They should have done this on Thursday. Two phone calls, they could have figured this out. They tried as hard as they could do to do a Friday news dump on this as they could, and Um, they did this. I think a Friday news dump because you couldn't get to a court on Friday. Yeah, I think that was a, a a chicken bleep move by them to do that. Uh, somebody says this overreaction for Harbaugh in Michigan, basically nothing for Kansas and their coach. On, oh, Bill Self. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that's because that's, 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 that's what I, I say. That's a fair com- That's a fair comment. Uh, did you guys see the halftime presentation of a $100 million check from 12th Man Foundation to Aggie Athletics? Fire Jimbo hours late. Yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> I guess they just want to make sure. I guess they just want to make sure that the money was, the pot was right, right? Is the pot right? The pot right. Yeah, we got officially have no comment. We got the money. Everyone is stealing signs. They're just better at it. No, they're not. They're not better at it. They're worse at it. 
Because they got no, caught. No, what Michigan did was they had a guy who was doing it that was bragging about it. Okay, and I firmly believe that Harbaugh knew this guy was doing it, and they funded this guy to do it, and and they did it more than what the other people are doing it. You think, Chuck? I do think that. You, no. Do you think that they – do you think every coach knows about that? Do you think? Uh, look, the head coach has got to be responsible at the end of the day. Why do you think – why do you think that they've got three guys over there giving fake signals? Why do you think that they use all those cards? Why do you think that they hold up all these signs? I understand all that. I understand what you're saying. I just think Michigan took it to a level that was way past what the level of comfort was. No, they just had a guy who I mean, they couldn't were driving stop running his mouth. They were driving 100 in a 75 they, as opposed to 80 in a 75. They had a guy that couldn't stop running his mouth. That's the only difference between them and everybody else. You know what? Then they should have fired him way before they did. Probably, but he's probably the son of a booster. Because no. they had a s- ultimate jock sniffer in that job. Couldn't wait to tell everyone what he was doing. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.